All right, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, dear panelists uh, and fellow enthusiasts, both those who are watching us on the live stream and those who are uh, physically here in uh, HubHub in Bratislava, uh, attending the All About NFT event, which is a part of Invest Summit hosted by Tech Events. Welcome to this uh, captivating panel discussion, discussion on NFTs. Today, we gather here to explore the incredible impact of this technology that has transformed uh, the way we interact with digital assets. My name is Viktor Fetko, and as the moderator, I'm super excited to guide our panelists and all of you through a journey of discovering the uncharted territories of NFTs. Uh, let me introduce our panelists, who are all known for their experience in this area. Slavomir Hazucha, Head of Business Development and Arsenal. Slavomir, you can uh, introduce yourself in more detail. Yeah, hello, well, welcome. Uh, yeah, so pretty much uh, head of business development of uh, Artenal. Artenal being a company which uh, engages in the creation of digital art, particularly through the process of 3D digitization. So basically at Artenal we, uh, we scan and digitize objects from the real world and make them uh, digital copies. So uh, and this ties in into the NFT field because uh, uh, this kind of uh, super high detailed uh, digital twins of uh, real world object, be it art or be the capture of a moment, we'll talk about later. It's pretty much a very good eligible content for NFTs. So that's my background here. Thank you. Uh, Jan Zibner, CLO and co-founder of Artifine. Uh, hello from me, me as well uh, and welcome to our panel discussion. Uh, I'm from creative studio Artifine from the Czech Republic. We are from Brno where we actually try to uh, deliver, I would say, complex solutions for brands as well as artists, galleries, etc. in Web3 ecosystem. We try to build uh, legal solutions for them as well as development and idealization and I would say basically whatever they need in this ecosystem we try to help them. So that's my role and I'm happy to discuss it. Thank you, uh, David Achberger, CMO at Corpo. Thank you, so uh, hello everyone, we're glad to be here. So I'm the CMO of Corpo Game Studio. We are a Bratislava-based gaming studio that really focus on implementing NFTs, NFT technology into the gaming sector. And uh, we also have our own VC fund that uh, consists of uh, doing several investments, including the uh, NFT assets and different types of alternative investments. That's for me. Thank you. David Iskander, co-founder of MetaPlayers. Yeah, hello everyone. My name is David Iskander from Hungary. Uh, I'm a Web3 entrepreneur, uh, co-founder of MetaPlayers. It's a Web2 and Web3 esports and gaming platform with an own cryptocurrency and also an owner of the agency, which is focused on NFT and real-world real tokenization. Mostly, uh, we are creating a platform for real, uh, real estate assets. It's under development, but it's going good. Thank you. And finally, Robert Kalmar, tax manager at VGD Slovakia. Thank you. I'm uh, from VGD Slovakia. We are a consulting company, and uh, we tried to um, uh, find the place for uh, NFT in a, a field of taxation and accounting. So it is some, uh, something like pioneer work, but uh, we done it, and I will talk about the, uh, these matters like taxation and accounting. 
Thank you. Um, this, uh, this panel discussion is a part of All About NFT project. As you may know, the main aim of this project is to um, provide uh, countless um, content creators, uh, collectors and artists uh, with um, some information about the NFTs and uh, digital ownership uh, from, uh, from legal, technical uh, and business point of view. It would certainly not be uh, possible to provide such information without expert knowledge from each uh, relevant field. Therefore, allow me to quickly thank to the project partners who are Hronček and Partners uh, Slovak law firm, uh, Malecki, Pluta, Dorivalski and Wigner Polish law firm, VGD Slovakia, VGD Czech Republic, VGD Hungary, Arsenal, uh, Blockchain Slovakia and Innovato Cluster. Uh, this project is also co-funded by Visegrad Fund. Uh, and last but not least, special thanks to uh, Tech Events, the host of today's Invest Summit. So today we will dive into the possible implication of NFTs across uh, various industries such as art, uh, collectibles, gaming and beyond. Throughout our time together, uh, my aim is to foster an open, dynamic and inclusive conversation encourages uh, the exchange on the, uh, of a diverse perspective. My first question is uh, to all, uh, each of our panelists is rather philosophical and, it, um, and it's what does the NFT as a concept of NFT bring us? Like from my, from my perspective is the concept of uh, digital ownership. If we think of, uh, let's say, securities as a part of uh, one of uh, one, one kind of financial instrument which is the main or one of the main investment assets uh, securities back in the days were really just a paper and the ownership to the security was uh, uh, the, the, the ownership of the security was uh, either by the name written on the paper or by the person who was holding the paper after so-called uh, immobilization of uh, securities the papers were placed into some uh, to, to, to some custody and after uh, the dematerializ dematerialization of uh, securities it's only uh, some evidence so the, the securities uh, do not physically exist but this ownership of securities is guaranteed by some certain uh, by, by some uh, central authority central securities depository while uh, for the NFTs this digital ownership is uh, not uh, is, is not authorized by some uh, some uh, central authority and this is something that was not broadly adopted until the recent days so Slavomir what does the NFT as a concept bring to us from your point of view well, uh, definitely the ownership aspect is, is very clear and it's very interesting, this transformation from something which is generally viewable and available uh, digitally online, like let's say pictures, like a typical NFT uh, in most people's mind I think would be a questionable quality JPEG, which is not, not always the case, but yeah, now you can own these things uh, through this yeah, NFT and blockchain technology, but uh, I think the ownership alone is not really carrying uh, the market and it uh, has to be in uh, other fields like uh, uh, utility, usability, like the NFT not only being owned but also being usable uh, and empowering the owner to, to use it, be it in a, in a metaverse uh, or a gaming or other, other fields which can be incorporated uh, digitally. And then it's also the, the transferability, like never before it was possible to own an artwork and uh, buy it and transfer it within uh, five minutes. Uh, 
Yeah, so it's, a, it's an exciting uh, new view at uh, both ownership and usability of assets uh, one, one owns. Thank you. Yeah, I, I totally agree and let me follow on that. I totally agree and I love this uh, idea of digital ownership and I think that uh, it's a good use case for the NFTs in general, but I think that it's important to actually do this bipartition based on usage of NFTs because if we are talking about securities, I'd like to say that not all NFTs need to be securities because it really depends on what you are doing with NFTs and what is the purpose of them actually. Because if, for example, you are using them as brand for just uh, your buyers, you know, and your users, it's, I would say, just a digital asset on some position, same as something either like ebook or something like this, only for like, I would say, consumer enjoyment or something like this. And that in that case, I really wouldn't agree that it needs to be security because this nature of NFT is kind of different. And in this area, what I see from my experience with brands actually is that they are using it for uh, helping their brand awareness, you know, and they are using it as the next uh, stream of revenues and for interacting with their users and buyers and for helping them actually with marketing and so on. So it's, I would say it's a nice digital asset which can help to explore brands uh, other area where they can realize their activities. Yes, uh, definitely. Uh, my apologies if I wasn't clear, but I uh, didn't try to connect the securities and NFTs. I tried to explain that securities as one uh, digital assets, as there are no many of them are no longer uh, in uh, in form of some paper. Uh, the, the ownership to this digital asset is granted by some uh, uh, certain uh, central authority, the central uh, securities depository. But uh, for the NFTs, there is no such central authority which verifies the ownership of these digital assets and uh, NFTs are, let's say, a general asset, not uh, like securities which are specified by some law. So this is really the, the new aspect uh, for me in this, in this question. Uh, thank you. David? Yeah. Maybe, maybe I can continue this one. Uh, so I would uh, focus on NFTs more from commercial use and commercial aspect. As was said, uh, we have the gaming studio, so we use NFTs uh, or implement the NFT technology into the all digital assets. So for me, it's giving some uh, physical attributes to the digital uh, things, basically. And uh, what it means that uh, the scarcity is rising of, of these assets and uh, uh, we probably know that who, who is the who is the owner, the real owner. So uh, I would say, uh, really, really on a basic level or so, a simple level, to giving physical assets to the digital digital assets. Thank you. Yeah, I can just follow up the guys. So there is two main things: proof of ownership and scarcity. Scarcity comes from that every NFT is unique. It gives the value. In the last years, we can see most of the NFTs was based on flipping, so they were uh, based on uh, speculation. So I thought this art is all this will go up, I buy it. But uh, I think to improve the space, we really need uh, good utilities, which a lot of companies these years are coming out with. And uh, my main aspect is the tokenization. So I think the next big thing will be with the real world assets. That's uh, like uh, copying the digital version of real world assets. I think that will be the big leap, the, the big hype that uh, this space needs.
Thank you. Uh, for us, uh, or my colleagues, uh, is NFT uh, for the first time when we uh, try to analyze uh, the taxation or accounting uh, things uh, was something like a new digital asset, and you can uh, you can uh, um, have in uh, this digital form uh, everything as you uh, as told my colleagues before. So for us, it is uh, it is something new. Uh, but uh, but you can uh, use it uh, in this in a uh, um, lot of ways. Uh, for example, uh, in the same ways like the classical assets. So um, it is about the ownership, a uh, unique ownership, and uh, uh, you need only uh, think uh, about uh, what is the uh, main uh, main 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 uh, um, not only not only form, but uh, what is um, uh, behind this digital asset? Thank you. So this was the um, let's say conceptual conceptual question uh, question and aspects of uh, NFTs. For better understanding, we shall uh, go through some categorization of NFTs. So my next question is: What are the some basic types of NFTs, and it, in which form we, uh, the NFTs can uh, can be? This question is probably for the David uh, first. Which types of NFTs? Some, some basic categorization. Yeah, so uh, I would say that uh, right now the most popular type of NFTs are EVM compatible, so based on Ethereum chain. And uh, they have some features they include, but I'm not sure where I'm going for with the types of NFTs. So you mean uh, the contracts or what are the utilities? You can say about whatever categorization you want and the other panelists will add on. Maybe you can go ahead and I can continue after. If you have something on mind, but yeah. So okay. So 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 for my point of view, yeah, this is this is very interesting topic because again, yeah, you can take different categories. Like you can discuss technically what are the types of NFT. You can discuss content-wise and you can discuss function-wise. So uh, maybe I'll have a look at the content content-wise, and then someone more technical can take the other topic. So content-wise, at least my perception is that the most common is uh, is an art, general art NFT, uh, usually in a form of some static digital art uh, artwork. But there are also media, media type NFTs, uh, ranging from static media, videos, uh, these things, to dynamic media, uh, interactive NFTs. And uh, then there are functional NFTs like uh, game content, which is really exciting uh, because uh, uh, a couple of years ago, when you were uh, investing in a in a game in game content, it was a one-way street. You were you were buying and buying and buying and extending your game, and not really with any hope to 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 monetize that uh, again and get that money back. And with uh, making game content NFTs, uh, it at least theoretically is possible to invest into a game, and then when you when you have finished and want to move on. To, to sell out most of your game content in the form of NFTs, and if things go good, you can even make money on that. So, so content-wise, it's it's almost anything uh, which is uh, completely uh, capturable digitally. Sometimes it's even hybrid NFTs, which have a di digital and physical or a digital and utility component, and it's a very wide and and growing field, appealing to to many potential target groups. Thank you. And if you want to add something. Okay, all, all the eyes are on me right now. So I can, I can continue maybe with the uh, function or purpose division of NFTs because I'm definitely not the right guy for technical discussions. So 
What I said already is that the big partition for uh, NFTs as securities and NFTs as just digital asset for consumer enjoyment because we were building this project for uh, one brand which wanted to actually use NFTs for uh, sharing the revenues with the, with the users, with the buyers and so on. And it needs to be covered from all the, these positions like uh, regulation of financial market. And it basically ended up with discussions with Czech National Bank on how to do it, what is the best way, and so on. And I think there, there are, uh, there are uh, questions uh, in the next minutes which we will focus on much, much better. But on the other hand, uh, what we are doing the most is actually building the projects with NFTs just for this consumer usage, where actually uh, these financial market regulations and all these brutal public law regulations actually is kind of a side because uh, it's totally same as, for example, if you are buying just some picture on some e-shop, you know, so you are using just different kind of technology, but it has no sense to actually differentiate between them just because they are or they are not on blockchain. So there are just, uh, I would say, uh, weaker contractual party regulations, you know, you need to build some terms and conditions because there is this strong consumer role and so on. So this is my uh, favorite uh, division for securities and non-securities NFTs. Thank you. Yeah, maybe I can continue from the consumer perspective. So as we see the weird virtual worlds and gaming, as we said already from the content-wise, uh, is really taking off and we see a lot more people getting into the let's say the metaverse and uh, buying the digital assets as they are. And in gaming, it's uh, really, really a nice example. I think the gaming will be in the forefront of uh, bringing NFT technology to the masses because we see the numbers are still rising, a lot of more players getting getting in. And uh, with the technical advancements, uh, as we saw uh, last week, uh, on uh, VDC, what Apple just brought uh, with Division Pro, uh, I can tell that Metaverse will be a big thing in the next five years, probably, uh, when also the businesses and uh, normal people will move uh, to this uh, to this to this kind of uh, new world, let's say. So, uh, from the consumer perspective and gaming perspective, what we see that people are spending a lot more time. Uh, in these virtual worlds, and it won't be different. And as, as was already said, uh, they are just uh, the consumers are just uh, funneling the money to the black hole. So you cannot take anything out uh, when you when you spend it. Uh, GTA 5 is a good example. It's the game that run for or that is running for already 10 years, and there's a big economic going on in the GTA 5. And uh, it went from a really chaotic virtual world when where you can do, do anything with the NPCs to the multiplayer mode when uh, the players meet in one place and uh, they play the roles of normal people, of normal uh, normal work basically. So uh, they uh, change the whole narrative of the game and the economy is really uh, working there. Everybody play their part in this world and uh, what we see already, what comes out uh, through the news about GTA 6 for example, that's a really good example, they are already implementing some kind of currency, digital currency that could be sent to different uh, users in the game, different players, and can be interchanged via fiat. So you can put the money in game, you can buy some digital collectibles, digital stuff, they give you some advantages in the virtual world, but in the means of user, for, for the user that really uh, spending a lot of time in game, it's the same as in the real world. So he could choose 
buying the digital assets is more beneficial for him than buying, I don't know, some physical assets in the real world because he spent much more time in the digital world. And right now, if it's uh, interchangeable with the fiat, uh, you are not funneling the money to the black hole. And when the when the basically game is done, your money is already wasted. You can take it out. You can sell it. You can sell your whole profile in some games. Uh, basically, this is. Uh, this was black market for several years, like big MMORPGs uh, are selling assets. They are not NFTs for thousands, millions of dollars still. And uh, right now, NFT will change the game a lot. It will change the game and it will change how we think of uh, digital or buying something in the digital space. Uh, you won't see it as I wasted, I don't know, 10 or $100. I will see it, I put money there. Uh, it can uh, go up in value through some time, it could go down in value, but I won't lose it straight away as I purchase it. So I think uh, gaming is the really nice, will be a really nice implementation of the NFT technology. I think it will come first, and the general public will learn this way uh, how the NFT should be operated. Thank you. I can just agree. So what he just said is totally uh, right, because uh, I can say one game, World of Warcraft, there was a big market where people constantly selling their accounts, golds and everything in a black market and uh, like the publisher could not do anything about it and now like they are making it legal so you can sell it as an NFT, selling as a token, so it's some kind of improvement in monetizing uh, gaming assets or gaming... Uh, game kind of uh, things. Uh, in the function part, uh, I would add that uh, in the last years it would uh, art and gaming. These two uh, sector was the main purpose of, of NFTs or the highest level of NFTs. And now I see like a lot of new sectors coming in like financial. They are trying to tokenize bonds, let's say. Uh, I think uh, two weeks from now Hong Kong made the first tokenized bonds. Uh, the other one is like loyalty programs. I see a lot of new loyalty programs connected with NFTs uh, and also like uh, tickets. So like going to a concert, going like this kind of events in the future, I am totally sure there will be most likely only NFTs tickets because you can store it, you can showcase it, you can do a lot of stuff. Uh, I think this free sector is coming up. And just to add some technical uh, stuff to the conversation, I think the EVM compatible uh, is the most common. And in that case, ERC721 is the most common. Most probably everyone uses this. And there is one really new uh, protocol in, in the EVM. It's called ERC6551. Uh, in this case, your NFT is became uh, a crypto wallet. So from now on, you can connect your CryptoPunk and your CryptoPunk will be your uh, crypto wallet. So you can upgrade it, monetize it, you can do a lot of interesting things. It's still under the softwares and the development is still ongoing, but there is the tests went out and it's, I think it will be really, really interesting in the upcoming years. Thank you. Robert, do you want to add? 
All right. So now we understand the essence of uh, NFTs and the basic categorization on NFTs. So the really natural natural question is uh, how can you create an NFTs? And this is closely connected with uh, another part of all about NFT project. And Slavomir uh, can talk uh, more about this. Uh, okay. So I'll uh, uh, I will cover one particular way of creating NFTs, because again, there's a lot of ways how NFTs can be created, but uh, what we basically do at Arsenal, and uh, which is definitely one way, is to create NFTs by uh, yeah, digitizing real-world assets. So first, uh, as a short introduction, uh, I can show some examples. So the first pictures, please. Yeah. So that's, that's a good example of what we, what we do. Uh, we work with uh, motorsport teams uh, and uh, we digitize cars after races. Uh, the point there being that, of course, you can create a digital car and in every racing game you have a digital car, so it's quite kind of pointless to do that and declare it as an NFT. Technically you could, but uh, yeah, questionable point in that. But what we do is uh, sort of add the capture the moment idea to this, that we capture a specific car, one-off car, uh, in a special moment in time. So maybe the next picture. Uh, yeah. Will you, will you get the car after you buy it? Oh, uh, well, yeah, you have to pay on top a little bit, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, for example, race winners. Um, usually these cars are after the race and after the moment of victory, they are washed and brought to the next race and so on. And this is a way to capture a moment which uh, will get lost in the physical world. So. Uh, it adds value. The, the, the initial value is basically this digital twin and the creation of the digital copy. And then there is the context value, that it's uh, a single opportunity to own a digital car in a way that the physical car cannot even be owned because the physical car has move on, moved on. It has raised again and uh, it looks differently now. So that's, uh, that's a point of view we try to, to do and find in uh, creation of our NFTs too to look for real-world assets which are worldwide, worthwhile capturing. Uh, obviously, sport is excellent because it creates its own moments, so it's really easy to tie into that. But another aspect is uh, art, particularly art which is curated by major institutions and which is never going to be, to be sold, <coughs> like exhibits of famous museums, uh, digital culture and stuff like that. There's a major upcoming project we are, we are aiming to do this year with... Uh, uh, some Austrian institutions uh, in this field. And uh, actually, yeah, for, for this event, uh, we had a cooperation where we uh, wanted to um, do this time capsule moment. So the next picture, uh, yeah. So uh, we had an idea together with the organizers to create uh, a unique NFT and we chose a tree because, uh, yeah, it, uh, it stands there probably looking pretty much the same now as it did in March when we digitized it, but uh, in 10 years it uh, will be different and in 100 years it will not be there. So what we did, uh, one more picture please, <coughs> is to, this is the digitized data from the tree, so we did a complete super high detail 3D copy of this tree and we are going to proceed to mint it as an NFT, we're still discussing the going to market exact details, so uh, Q3 this year, it, it uh, will be released. And it's a time capsule showing uh, an object which is definitely bound to, to, to go. It will look different and at some point it will not, not be here at all. 
and uh, making this an NFT is uh, sort of a demonstration of what this, uh, what this entire mechanics of uh, creating digital data, uh, minting it, making it ownable, making it purchasable, making it uh, uh, yeah, unique and legally protected uh, means. So that's one of the things we do and our approach to, to NFTs. There's many other approaches, but this is ours. If anyone wants to add on this, Maybe I would just uh, jump into the discussion. Uh, we were just talking with the colleagues. That's why I was asking if you get the car at the end when you when you buy the uh, NFT, because that's really intriguing to me. That the real purpose, I think, in in the future for NFTs is really to prove the proof of ownership, as was said. So, well, whichever wallet currently hold the NFT is the true owner of the either physical stuff or digital stuff, right? But uh, we, we were talking maybe the car market is the, is the, would be a nice start. In, uh, in America, it works a little bit differently. Uh, when you are selling the car, you just prepare the papers and most of the people can go away with the car and register it uh, under the name in another state. In Slovakia, there are different uh, laws that need to be followed, so it needs to be unregistered, registered after. But uh, you can have problems when you buy a car and the person uh, won't unregister the car. I was in this hassle like three years ago and I was fighting with a guy. I bought the car in, but with the NFT it will be great. Uh, when uh, you will uh, you will use the smart contract as the function, uh, you will put the NFT there and after the uh, payment is received in the smart contract, it works like an escrow basically. I get an NFT that I'm the owner of the car, the seller get the money, everybody happy. And it's really fast, transparent, and uh, transparency of blockchain is the biggest thing so everybody can see I'm the real owner of the car after the transaction went right. Really fast, there is no need for any registration or uh, the hassle of of, uh, uh, of this stuff of registering, etc. Et I think this would be a good start, but somebody, of course, needs to start with it, and uh, the laws need to regulate it in a way it's safe, of course, because somebody I don't know can point the gun on your head and tell you to sell uh, to. Uh, to uh, send him the NFT, of course, that happened in, in the 90s. But uh, I think this is the way uh, for the future and how it should go. Maybe uh, start with the small things, like, um, I don't know, not, not the car, but I don't know, some physical assets. Uh, maybe the art is the, also a good idea. And then go ahead with, with uh, uh, some bigger stuff like cars. And uh, of course, the real estate market is really intriguing. So I'm looking forward to what David is going to say about, about this. Just a question, uh, was this published somewhere, this uh, NFT of this tree? Uh, the tree, not yet. We, we did a couple of sales with the cars, and the tree is coming in Q3 this year. Oh, because I was pretty sure I'd seen this picture somewhere. <laughs> but okay. uh, No, 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 the tree, this is actually, for the tree is the first time here. Oh, really? Yeah, really. Maybe <laughs> just my dreams, okay. Yeah, we just made them, uh, made them uh, yesterday. Oh, <laughs> in, our, in our software. All right. So uh, just back to the. Sorry to interrupt. Maybe this was the scenario of right click and save as you know. Which you just seen the departed version of this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, so uh, back to the question. So how we can create NFT? So there are different tools. Maybe the easiest way is to go to OpenSea.io. You can go create your music NFT. You can upload it and just mint it. So there is really user friendly, easy tools to create your own NFT. If you would like to be more professional, you would like to make a collection with uh, details and 
would make um, more valuable stuffs. Uh, probably you go to an agency with your company or with your project and uh, ask them what's the best way, what they suggest, and they will have pretty good and I think wild ideas how you can monetize the, the money in your NFT collections. And I see a lot of companies coming to us nowadays that they would enter the market with different kind of ideas. And this is giving them a really good edge against their competitors and also giving a really good outlook, like they became a really innovative company when they give out like a limited edition, um, I don't know, 50 bottle of wines, let's say. So you can make a 50 bottle, just a special uh, limited edition NFT. That's giving like a winery a real good edge against other wineries. So I think this is one, one good aspect as well. And for the tokenization, I, I think uh, uh, the, the legislation with, with this is, is like a bit gray yet. So it's really hard to, to do, but in every country it's different. But now we think we found a really good way to, to, to canize it and uh, making just a bit more expensive. And uh, when you do it, you bring in a lot of new liquidity so you can uh, make your real estate like for 10,000 uh, token and you can sell it for smaller investors. Maybe you can be an investor in a mall or, or some bigger stuff. So there is uh, real, real good uh, stuffs coming. But uh, the really hard problem still is the jurisdiction and the legislation. So we are really hoping that uh, that it's coming soon. Anyone wants to add on this question? No one was okay. So as David mentioned, uh, it really depends on the jurisdiction and on the legal uh, legislative environment, and uh, this is connected with the question: uh, How is this created uh, anti, uh, NFT uh, legally qualified in Slovak Republic? NFTs and crypto assets, as such, are not uh, things in uh, legal sense, as uh, the thing is only uh, are only material things. So uh, as uh, the the NFTs and crypto assets uh, have no material essence. They are not uh, qualified as uh, things in a legal sense. Uh, the same uh, principle applies in Poland. Uh, Hungary as well. Uh, this is a new information for me in uh, in uh, Poland and I think in the Russian Federation. These are the states in Europe, uh, and I don't know whether I mentioned Netherlands as well, where uh, the NFTs and crypto assets are not a thing in a legal sense. In the Slovak Republic, they are qualified as other um, uh, other. Uh, uh, um, other assets, I, I can't can remember in English, uh, excuse me, but in Czech Republic, uh, Jan, uh, does the NFTs qualify as a, as a, as a thing in legal sense or uh, do they have some uh, other other uh, legal, um, legal qualification? Um, actually, it depends. Uh, the short answer is yes. It can be qualified as a thing but the more difficult answer is that it can be qualified as a thing. Because there is a lot of opinions as well as a lot of legislations which is applied to NFTs and to this package of NFTs plus uh, this digital asset connected to NFT and utility and so on. 
And it's kind of interesting to actually see how the ecosystem behaves and how it react, reacts to this lack of regulation and to the lack of regulation tendencies. Because, for example, uh, when I was discussing these questions with the guys from Czech National Bank as well as from the Office of Financial Arbitrator, they basically said that uh, nothing crypto-related and cryptocurrency, for example, is not currency at all, for example. And I think it's so obvious that it, if it's used as a financial instrument, if the purpose is the same, it should be uh, currency, basically. You know, it should be financial instrument. But they just try to, I would say, kind of avoid the uh, responsibility for uh, solving any kind of issue in this, in this sense. And when I was discussing with them the nature of NFTs, they were like, yeah, it can be a thing. I would say so, because the leg legislation basically uh, is defining... Uh, the thing uh, that it can be material as well as immaterial. And on the other hand, they say that we actually think that it may not be a thing but it's because it's kind of specific. It's a kind of new technology and so on. But the contra argument to that would be like, hey, the law should stay uh, technologically neutral. So just because it's new kind of technology, as for example, AI was a few years ago, it doesn't matter that the defining of this thing should be different. So I think, yes, it is a thing, and I'm totally pro-think um, guy, you know, and I think that the regulation of NFTs as a thing is much usable for the regulation framework than just to pretend that it's not a thing, but it's not, I would say, the unified opinion in the Czech ecosystem. The next thing uh, which I would like to point out is actually that, as you said, it's not the same case in every nation within the European Union. So if we want to prepare some legislation for it on some uh, European level or on some global level, it's really, really difficult. So when we try to um, build some project which has uh, global impact, we need to do it just on some unified standards, you know, and just on some general terms because we kind of rely on uh, the people actually uh, doing what they can with that within their own legal ecosystem, within their legal national framework. So, yeah, it's kind of kind of difficult. Yes, exactly. As you mentioned uh, regarding the currencies, in the Slovak Republic, uh, nothing except for the fi uh, fiat currency can't be uh, declared a currency, can't be called a coin, money, or, or uh, currency as such. This is uh, stated in uh, Act on the National Bank of Slovak Republic, so you legally cannot uh, call Bitcoin a currency. You can't, you can't call something a coin. Uh. And it's kind of, kind of funny because, for example, when you have some uh, consumer issues, with cryptocurrency, what you can use if you have issues with currency itself in the Czech Republic is the help of financial arbitrator. You know, it can guide you for free. But if you will file any complaint towards a financial arbitrator in the Czech Republic, they will just dismiss it because it's crypto and crypto is not currency. So when I was talking to these guys from this uh, office, they were like, hey, you know, the next option for you is actually to file a complaint toward this Czech uh, commerce chamber and inspection, you know, and they will help you. And there was this guy in the panel discussion who was like, oh, really? I'm from the Czech commerce chamber and, and inspection, and we have this totally same binding opinion that anything crypto-related is totally out of our scope to help. So I was like, 
okay, so when consumer has any issue like whatsoever in crypto world, what can he do? And they were like, uh, they can do a lot of stuff, but definitely not with us. So it was like, yeah, okay, nice. Yes, in Slovak Republic, uh, the Slovak um, uh, business, uh, Slovenska Obchodna Inspekcia, Slovak uh, Commerce Inspection is, is a competent authority for everything that is not regulated by other authorities. So as long as the cryptocurrencies are not regulated by, let's say, National Bank of Slovak Republic or other competent comp uh, uh, authority, so it's, uh, it falls within their, uh, their competence. But it's the same, it was the same issue, issue here. And um, I don't want to go beyond uh, the topic of NFTs, but uh, we talked about securities before. And uh, before the um, before the DLT uh, market infrastructures regulation was adopted, uh, there was no like there was no like constant opinion in the Slovak Republic whether uh, the tokenized securities are securities because uh, in our act uh, on uh, securities there is stated that the securities are only uh, those that are made in the form uh, according to this this act and it's yes. the same in and, and uh, this form can be either on, on paper or in a sec central securities depository and uh, my my opinion is that if uh, some security is uh, is issued in other form no no not in paper or uh, in a central securities depository uh, in in their evidence uh, this is not a valid issuance from from my point of you because if uh, this isn't qualified as a security none of the uh, consumer protection rules will uh, apply uh, on the fi financial uh, financial consumer protection rules will apply on this uh, this asset so this was the question from uh, national bank of Slova slovak uh, republic they will say it's uh, not a security therefore we are we are not competent in this area from the other side, they will say, okay, it can be classified as a security or it is, uh, it is not a valid uh, issuance, so it's not, uh, not, uh, our, it's not our issue. So this is really a question for um, longer discussion, but we have to go back to our uh, NFT topic and uh, we continue with the legal question. Is there uh, a need to proactively do something in order to protect the rights associated with uh, the created NFTs? Yeah, and this is a question yeah, yeah, for maybe, you. Maybe before answering this question, actually, I was seeing uh, the... Uh, I, uh, sorry, I, I missed it. Yes, uh, thank you. Uh, I would like to um, point um, uh, tell something about uh, compare uh, the Czech and Slovak um, uh, legislation uh, um, in a field of accounting and uh, taxation. Uh, in a Czech Republic, uh, the cryptocurrencies are not currencies, you told, uh, but they're account, uh, accounted uh, as a uh, stock as a stock, as a, non, as a current asset. But in Slovakia, uh, we have differ, dif, uh, different um, approach. And uh, for Slovak accounting, uh, the cryptocurrencies are other, non, other financial assets. So uh, something uh, uh, similar to currencies or financial things. Uh, and also in um, um, uh, in, um, uh, in the field of taxation, the cryptocurrency is uh, called cryptocurrency. It is not not, not something uh, the uh, special, uh, but the definition is, is, uh, is isn't there. What is the cryptocurrency? But we use this word as a cryptocurrency. 
So NFT uh, is uh, not the crypto currency for these purposes, but I, I will, uh, wanted to point uh, it out the difference uh, in uh, two states, two uh, in Czech Republic, legislation is uh, rather um, far from uh, the uh, what, what is the crypto. Uh, and in Slovakia, uh, we don't have problem to use the word crypto. So, uh, um, but it, uh, but it's still something what is um, on the way to regulate, uh, to be regulated. But NFT are on, only uh, only something new. So we don't have word NFT in any uh, type of legislation for uh, accounting or uh, for um, uh, for taxation. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Robert. Just, just one thought. Uh, I wanted to add that uh, these national banks will have a really hard time when they would like to issue a central bank digital currency because that's their purpose, I think, in, in, the, in the upcoming years. And when they say, okay, crypto is bad and these digital currencies is not a thing, then when they would like to, to have their hand on it, it will be a really hard time for them to to tell the people that, okay, we are issuing this. Just, just yeah, this. Definitely, and uh, just for information, there is this statement of Czech National Bank when they say basically, hey, uh, crypto is something we don't regulate, which means we don't know how, but be aware, it can be kind of shady business. So it's like the approach of Czech National Bank for uh, crypto as well as, for example, participations, you know, uh, et cetera. Yes, 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 I understand. Um, back to the questions, uh, is there um, anything you need to do in order to uh, protect the rights associated with the credit NFT, uh, NFT from the intellectual property? Uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you for this question. I think it's it's really different, uh, difficult question because uh, there is a lot of levels and a lot of agenda which can and which needs to be solved when uh, preparing NFT project. Uh, from the high-level perspective, uh, blockchain is still understood to, as being, I would say, new and progressive technology, which leads to discussions and argumentations if and what in, in, in what range actually to apply the regulation of non-technological activities, you know? Like if use uh, the regulation of financial markets, limitations, uh, et cetera. Uh, just because there is this specific regulation, as I said it before, and the, the law just needs to stay um, technologically neutral, uh, it means that we need to apply the norms of legislation in the same range as we would apply them for any other, I would say, e-commerce solution, etc. So basically what you need to uh, solve, what you do need to settle with is um, like basic consumer protection, etc. You need to prepare some uh, inner legislation for the project themselves because for brands, what is the most harmful way uh, of using blockchain is that basically they lack any legal protection, any legal certainty. So they are forced to prepare their own legal ecosystem around the project. So they are preparing this monstrous terms and conditions and so on when they need to find some compromise in these questions of consumer protection, etc. But then there is, for example, this chapter of uh, IP regulation and IP protection because all these uh, NFT-related agenda like uh, graphics and videos, you know, and 3D models at, uh, and so on are copyrighted works, so they can be protected by copyright. Uh, they can be, for example, registered as trademarks. So 
I would say in general that there are no differences between doing crypto project and doing any other project uh, without crypto. You just need to understand that uh, these are aspects which need to be protected in maybe kind of special way. Because for example, if you are buying something from typical e-commerce solution and you are a consumer, you have this right to actually turn it back in 14 days without giving them any reason, right? That's like across the European Union. Just imagine the situation when you buy NFT and you will try to turn it back in 14 days without any reason. It's just not possible technically. It just makes no sense at all. But if we are saying that this technology is no different as any other technology, then you should still have the right to turn it back. But it's not possible, so you need to find some compromise. And I'm kind of worried of the situation when anyone would like file a complaint or a lawsuit that, for example, brands didn't accept their turning back. So I think it's kind of uh, difficult to actually prepare some legal solution for the projects. But on the other hand, I kind of see that uh, the brands are using the same strategies and the same scenarios. We are trying to help them to build, I would say, kind of unified legal solutions for them. So uh, one day, hopefully, it will be settled. And I'm really looking forward to it. So uh, if I would uh, turn back to the uh, beginning of my answer, uh, there is no special way of how to deal with the regulation when you are building crypto stuff, but uh, it needs to be understood to be kind of kind of specific, so you need to find some compromise in that. Thank, thank you. Uh, unfortunately, I can imagine we can uh, go on with this discussion for a very long time, but we are, we are quite uh, in... Um, in a time pressure now, so we have to proceed a bit uh, more quickly. Uh, let's say we now understand the essence of NFTs, uh, how it can be the basics of legal qualification, the accounting, and uh, we have created the, the NFTs. Now, uh, what can we do to boost the value of this uh, created NFT before we uh, will monetize it? This is a question for everyone. Uh, brief answers, please. Yeah, all right. So, so from my perspective, uh, the very straightforward and simplest way is actually really anchor the value to existing value chains, which uh, in the cases I uh, showed is uh, tying the values to values in the real world. You can tie it to values in, in the digital world through uh, tying it into digital products and having utilities and values there. Um, yeah, and also the, the matter of value of the NFT is how, how you actually mint it, on what blockchain you mint it, and on what, what currency. So there's, there's uh, multiple, multiple approaches to, to boost value. But uh, staying in my field, which is the value of the actual NFT product, you can add uh, technical quality uh, as a potential value building component, which we try to do through these meticulous, super detailed scans. Uh, you can add legal quality, uh, additional legal quality besides what we discussed through um, ascertaining uh, certificates of originality, certificates of uh, the numbers uh, which will be emitted, uh, um, and uh, also tying it to authors and institutions and basically creating a claim that this is not just some set of digital data, but it has an origin and it has a, has a value which uh, 
It's basically sourced from uh, from the real world. So that's that's one angle how value in NFTs can be can be sort of anchored in uh, a consideration. How much is this actually worth? Thank you. Yeah, I totally agree. Just in two words, added value. You know, that's that's like the thing you need to do for increasing the value of NFTs, basically. Yeah, I also agree with everything that's been already said, but uh, the utility is really at, at the value. So you can uh, pack your NFT with any high fidelity and uh, visuals, graphics, uh, music, whatever you want. But at the end of the day, CryptoPunks is just eight eight bit picture. And it's all selling for 100, 100K, right? So uh, the market will choose where is the value. Definitely. Yeah, I would uh, simplify it and I just say build community. So community around NFT is one of the most important things because if you have like-minded people who think the same about your collection or your, your idea or your project, then you will have supporters and then your way is way easier and they will support your vision as well. Thank you. All right, and if we look at this question uh, from the other side, vice versa, uh, can I use NFT to boost uh, the uh, value of my other content or my brand? Some quick ideas. Yeah, I think definitely. And it was said uh, several times through this uh, uh, added functionality, added utility, intercontextuality, you definitely can because you can have digital functions on uh, physical or brand value items, which is a new world, and if it's done well, it totally can boost the, the value. Yes, it was already already said, and I totally agree. Uh, these NFTs can be used, uh, and I'm speaking on behalf of the brands for you know building the brand awareness, for better interaction with their users and customers, as well as for building new revenue streams. So just imagine, for example, the scenario of Lacoste. Basically, you know they are using NFTs for this cross-sell effect because the boost of NFTs and you know these e-commerce marketing solutions just helps them to actually sell these physical, physical, physical stuff. And uh, the revenue streams for them is, I would say, pretty huge right now. Yeah, maybe also I can react to this one. I would say at the moment, it's just a marketing gimmick for most of the companies. Uh, but uh, in the future, you will see whoever's got their IPs in the NFT game, and uh, with the rise of, as was said, virtual worlds and uh, so-called uh, bad world right now, metaverse, we'll see uh, the companies, they will be the first on the line and get their IPs done right uh, at the beginning. They will thrive in the future. So for sure, there's a, there's a lot of things, but the utility is not really here at the moment. I would say the companies and brands try to get closer to the younger generation, Generation Z, with uh, doing NFTs that are really just a collector item right now. But I think they will be uh, usable in uh, up upcoming years with, uh, uh, with the improvements of software and hardware alike. Yeah, so one more really good use case for companies and brands would be like... Uh like for subscription model or some kind of VIP model. So you can make your, your customers a VIP NFT and they are the only ones who can get this limited edition. So they are more connected to the brand, they are more aware of, of this connection between the brand and the user. This is one, one good tool. 
Thank you, thank you, David. So now the value of NFT is boosted, and value of uh, other uh, content of the uh, issuer of NFT. Uh, what are the best practices to sell uh, self-created NFTs, and is uh, the purchase power of uh, local market uh, sufficient? Well, again, just from from my angle. Uh it's a bit of a wizardry. Like you have to consider a lot of uh, a lot of uh, factors because at the end you are creating items, and I think this was kind of an unsaid message, uh, where, whose value is uh, carried by faith. Uh, if there is no faith in the value, the value can drop uh, immediately and dramatically. Already, usually tied to a cryptocurrency, which also has its own specific value building and value holding and value establishing strategies. So. Oh, yeah, it's a, it's a very, very difficult and open field. And um, on the other hand, it's, it's not so different from, let's say, the, the, the stock market or the commodity market. So, so, so yeah, it's a, it's a lot of analysis with a bit of magic and uh, a component of hope. <laughs> and that's, uh, that's how it works, despite all these uh, anchors in the, in the real world and anchors in functionality. If a couple of things uh, moves in a certain direction, like a better product in uh, terms of metaverse or gaming emerging, all the uh, users and gamers trans shifting from one game to another game, trying to sell all their NFTs at, at once, then you can have a thousand euro worth gaming item worth 10 euros uh, fiat converted value or on another day and vice versa as well. So this is, uh, yeah, it has its mechanics, but it's also shifting very dynamically. I, I really love your answer, actually, and I will steal it. I, I really love, as you said, that it's a mix of a little bit of analysis, a little bit of magic, and a little bit of hope. I, I really I really love it. Uh, I think it really depends on the interaction with community you already have, and it really depends on the marketing, which is like uh answer for you. Yeah, so I partially agree, I would say. Uh, so, but what, what really differentiate the brands that are good and doing well in the industry is the community, as was said. So, it's just the added value. It's just everything that revolves around it. So, we see uh, why once you buy some not branded stuff, why you do buy branded stuff because you want to touch the success, success of the company. By the end of the day, the Gucci shirt is basically 100% color on as the shirt you buy in. Uh, I don't know, H&M, for example. But most of the people would like to wear the Gucci shirt and they're willing to pay for it. So it's the community, it's the everything that you build around the asset. It's totally the same. I think that uh, we are making a mistake. Also, the people in the industry, I think that we are doing a lot of uh, distinction between physical assets and these digital assets. They are all the same. And in 10 years, you won't see the difference at all. I think it will be uh, the, the outlook of the NFTs will totally shift from uh, being, this is technology, I want to flip it, I want to make some money on top of it. I don't really understand it, right? What can I do with it? But when the utilities will come, to the industry, uh, the, I think the, the society will shift to its uh, straightforward normal stuff and I'm willing to pay for it, what's the market price. Yeah, I totally agree with you guys, so the community and uh, I just one thing to add, there was some NFT collections which uh, buyers or users was like kind of a religion, guys, they was like hyping, they was really believing, so 
that the really successful NFT collections was where they created a vibe and like a, a real good community where they really just supported and believed in. So they speculated it will go up forever, but <laughs> then it not. But <laughs> yeah. So yeah. yeah. I just I just want to add. Uh, it's it's not only about having a community. It's about knowing your community basically and knowing what community you want to approach with your NFT project. Because we've had to deal with this uh, brand of DM drug history, uh, which actually has this community of women with little babies basically, you know, and they wanted to prepare a crypto project for them, like NFT collection, and they were not sure of how to handle the uh, community like this because they were prepared to com communicate with them as them being, for example, Web3 deacons, you know, like crypto-native people, but it's not possible to talk with uh, these kind of community as DM drug history have, like be them being, you know, Web3, Web3 community. So it's important to actually know who you are communicating with and who you want to approach uh, with your project. All right. So. Well, let's say we've done everything correctly with the marketing, with the sales. Everything is uh, legal with uh, with this sale, and we sold an NFT. Uh, how do we uh, how do we account for the sale of this uh, NFT, and uh, how do I uh, tax it, Robert? Over to you. Thank you. Uh, it differs uh, if you uh, own this uh, NFT, uh, like individual person or a company. So, uh, if if you're a company, you need to account it for uh, NFTs. And it differs uh, on uh, uh, if uh, your strategy, investing strategy, is uh, to hold this NFT or uh, uh, hold and then sell after one year, or uh, you are trying to sell it immediately, or, or you are using it for uh, another purposes. So uh, this is uh, about uh, how we can compare the uh, other assets to NFT. Uh, so uh, it may be uh, if you um, uh, want to uh, hold and uh, uh, have this um, NFT longer than one year, uh, you look uh, at this NFT like it is a uh, uh, non-current uh, intangible asset. Uh, and uh, if you are, your strategy is to uh, sell it uh, immediately or uh, in a few days or a few months, uh, you look at this uh, um, uh, asset like uh, it is a stock for you, and uh, uh, this is about the uh, accounting point of view. Uh, but uh, for a natural person, it also depends if uh, this NFT is something like collectible uh, NFT, or you want to only uh, have this NFT and uh, uh, you sell it. Uh, um, so it um, occasionally, it is not it, it is not your uh, business uh, business. So uh, in this case, uh, in uh, terms of uh, Slovak uh, taxation, it is something like the other income. Uh, when you uh, don't find this type of income in the uh, act uh, of taxation. Uh, you uh, you need to uh, tax it like the other income. And uh, other income, uh, this is crazy because uh, for these incomes, you also, um, uh, they, we, have, we have two, uh, two rates uh, for taxation. 
and also uh, in this case, uh, this this income is uh, on also um, the uh, not only uh, not only uh, you, you need to pay the uh, tax, but also uh, it is uh, the subject for social and health care insurance. Insurance. Uh, so um, this is in, in this case uh, when when you occasionally sell this uh, these assets. So, uh, but if you uh, um, uh, want to do some business uh, activities with this. Uh, NFTs, it is different type, and you can also uh, apply or you can uh, deduct the tax base by costs uh, which you have um, uh, have to, uh, in the terms of uh, issuing the NFT or buying uh, or buying this NFT. Uh, but in the first case, if it is, if you do only occasionally uh, the selling of NFT, you uh, don't have uh, such possibilities. So. It is uh, very, uh, very shortly how it works. Thank you for the introduction to the accounting and tax uh, aspects of uh, selling the, the NFTs. My next question uh, is uh, for for everyone. Uh, it's once again, it's, I ask for your idea. Uh, does NFT issuance present any risk from a marketing or PR perspective for the issuer? Anyone who wants to answer? I would say it's a great idea. Go ahead with the insurance. Oh, no, 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 uh, issuance, NFT issuance. Oh, issuance. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking of insurance, but don't take my, take my idea, please. Uh, insurance is a really great thing. Maybe we can talk about it later. But issuance, uh, what was the question? Does NFT issuance present any risk for marketing and from a marketing and PR PR yeah, it depends. Depends who you are, uh, what kind of company you're running. I think uh, NFTs right now works mostly as a marketing tool at the moment uh, for most of the companies. I'm not talking only about Web3. Web3 is a totally different utility. Uh, also, gaming is totally different utility. There's real reason there for making or issuing the NFT. Uh, for the big companies or banks or uh, doing, uh, I was last, last week on uh, Prague Blockchain Week, I was talking about Metaverse and uh, I was sitting with uh, one guy on a panel that did uh, uh, in Decentraland, uh, the Tatra Banka, he did, uh, did, they did their uh, office there, basically. Uh, talking about it was pretty good success. So uh, Tatra Banka, as an innovative leader in banking, is the, for, for me, is the right way to connect uh, with this kind of uh, NFTs, new technology, is the right fit in the banking sector. But for example, if, uh, I don't know, Slovenska Sporitelna did something like that, I wouldn't, maybe I it doesn't really connect to their audience, right? So uh, at the moment, I think it really, uh, it's based upon uh, who's your target group. And if you are going for uh, technology for the younger generation, uh, I would say go go with it. Also, the insurance is still open topic, so I would go with it too. Yes, uh, because we were talking about uh, benefits for from PR and uh, marketing perspective, but I, but I was asking whether the, we can think about some examples of risk or examples where the issuance of NFT can harm uh, your uh, your brand or company. So. <laughs> yeah, just uh, one mention. There was I don't know the exact name, but it was an American rapper. 
So he was issuing, I think, 5,000 NFTs of his collection, and I think seven of them was sold. So it was like a crazy bad reputation and marketing for him because like people was louting of him that, okay, he wanted to make like millions of dollars, then he made like uh, 250 or something. So, uh, so yeah, in, in this case, it's a really bad marketing. It can be. So the thing you have to plan like a Web2 marketing plan. So if you, if you do it cor correctly and you measure the numbers correctly, then it's, it's good. All right, so if nobody... Yeah, I, I think that's, that's pretty much, uh, yeah. It also uh, is something where flexibility, I think, is very, very uh, required because uh, the attitudes and how NFTs are seen change quite rapidly. And yeah, generally, if the NFT issue is uh, seen as a cash grab and uh, the value not matching whatever is being released and uh, the market attitude is bad, it can be can be the worst thing to do, definitely. But uh, when done smartly, it's uh, it's good. So again, uh, knowledge, expertise, and the right uh, uh, yeah right way of, of doing it is, is key there. It can be both. Uh, correct. So uh, nothing to lose motto won't apply here, definitely. There is always um, at least a reputation to lose. If you if you have, if you have some, uh, but uh, we, <laughs> we can problem here. Or, uh, we can agree that the benefits outweighs uh, the risk uh, here. So, uh, what uh, in your opinion hinders the broader adoption of NFTs in uh, our region? Let's say the uh, V4 region. Well, I would I would start with a very simple thing, which is the uh, evangelization of the market, like uh, potential um, target groups who might totally be interested in owning an NFT may not even know properly about its existence, about what it means, uh, if they knew they might be interested. And also then there is this uh, relatively steep uh, requirement of uh, all the registrations and understanding the markets, setting up a wallet. So in terms of the process of obtaining an NFT, I think this is uh, definitely not maybe the only, but one of the um, at the moment still prevalent barriers which uh, yeah, slow down the potential adoption. Yeah, definitely. I totally agree that the lack of education and, and evangelization, as you, you said it, is the biggest issue right now because a lot of people are scared of NFTs because there is a lot of jokes of what NFTs are, what can they be and what are the risks connected to it. And I think the second aspect to it is that if we want some mass adoption of NFTs and these crypto projects and so on, we need to start slow. So basically at the beginning we need to build the projects uh, which look uh, at the front end as any other eShop solution, for example, you know, I would say. Because if we want mass adoption, we just don't, we, we can't approach only Web3 people. We need to approach the layman people, you know. So we need to start with uh, making them being able to actually buy the NFTs with uh, credit cards, you know, and so on. We need to make them feel secure when actually buying NFTs and using them. So I would definitely start with making it as slow as possible and start at the beginning. Yeah, I would say that for any new technology, 
or something new that's being developed, there needs to be one product that will bring it to the masses. As it was with, uh, as it was with for example, hardware was uh, iPhone, the first basically massively, uh, massively used smartphone was the iPhone, the first one. Uh, before there was some smartphone, Blackberries, everything, uh, everybody rolling around. It, it was really made for tech geeks at the moment. But with the iPhone, it was so easy to use. It uh, gained a lot of popularity. Uh, maybe the next ex example is also also social media. Uh, first, it was used. We had MySpace, ICQ, etc. Uh, but when it when the Facebook came. Everybody get on Facebook, right? Also, your grandma probably has a Facebook. So uh, it's a normalization of the technology. And this is also with the NFT. So NFT is just some part of a really good product. And I would say uh, when the really good game will come, I think, uh, as I was saying, I'm totally biased. So don't take my word for it, uh, because we are working on a game. But uh, when one good, when really one good game will come and it will utilize the NFT technology as it should be, I think that will be the first step to mass adoption on the NFT market. Yeah, I can I can just agree. So there's I think three big things like it it have to be really user friendly. So who is like buying and selling NFTs? It have to be so normal. So it's it's like now you are buying a voucher, buying a ticket. It will be like this in the future years, hopefully. The other is the regulation and legislation they mentioned. So if we get a real good uh, crypto web-free hub that will that will include this uh, legislation. And as they mentioned, the flagship. And my bet is really on the, the real estate tokenization because in the first question, all of us said the, the main core element of the NFT is the proof of ownership. and. I think every can, everyone can connect and relate with their real estate where they live. They are the, the owner of these assets. And when you make it more transparent and you can, you can prove anyone, any moment that you are the, the owner of these assets, you can trade it, uh, it will be something that if it's boom, then it will be huge. So, so my bet is on the, the real estate tokenization that will be the, the flagship. Hopefully. Thank you. So I think we covered everything uh, important uh, for either for artists that are looking to showcase their work or collectors that are exploring new digital assets or just curious observers fascinated by the intersection of art and technology. Uh, I want to thank uh, our panelists uh, for their exper expertise and passion that has have enriched our discussion. And for those uh, who are interested in more details, uh, stay tuned on our website and on our our social media accounts and we will publish publish the ebook addressing uh, this and uh, some more topics in uh, more detail thank you for joining oh, 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 of course there are some questions from uh, slido uh, first uh, we, we can't see them so i will read it first question uh, how uh, does it look from the auditor tax side uh, with uh, currencies in game, let's say uh, that by playing a game, I earned their currency and I sold the currency for 100 euros. Robert, over to you. Uh, 
Uh, cryptocurrencies, there is a, a special a special way for accounting, uh, but uh, um, I need to know uh, if uh, uh, this um, uh, transaction was made by the natural person or a company, so it, it depends. Right, so I, I would add, so it, I know just the Hungarian law, so until you have crypto, you don't have to pay tax, so if you earned some kind of tokens or something from the game, you don't have to. But in the time when you are converting it to fiat, at that moment, you will be, uh, you have to tax it. And in, in our country, it's the personal tax. It's around 15%. Uh, sorry. Uh, in our country, uh, um, if you have the cryptocurrency and you change the cryptocurrency, not to fiat, but uh, between Bitcoin and Ethereum, for example, it's also the, uh, the moment for taxation. So. All right, I think this question is uh, answered. Uh, the second question is, do you have any idea about the am amount invested by local consumers into digital assets slash NFTs apart from the assets used in games? Well, which assets are not used in games? So let's say uh, our digitalized tree, uh, it can be used in games, so it's hard to uh, divide the assets. Yeah, so from that point of view, that's that's the beauty basically of the NFT, that uh, an NFT can be issued with no utility whatsoever, just as a single purpose collectible item, but uh, any function, any usability, any inclusion can can follow follow afterwards. So, so yeah, in that terms, the tree, uh, which would be issued as an NFT and Q3, then could be picked up by a game or a metaverse and included as a metaverse item. Uh, yeah, so so that definitely applies. So I don't think that we are uh, really able to answer this, uh, this question precisely. Perhaps if anyone uh, knows some example of some high-value NFT uh, being sold in this area and not being used in the game afterwards. I think it's really hard also to tie uh, NFT uh, ownership and uh, all these to, to an area. Like sometimes it is clear, but sometimes it is, it is not clear. I'd say it's, it's in a market where um, aerial uh, ownership is, uh, is not necessarily an automatically known uh, parameter. Um, I think we can uh, answer this, this question in more detail. Third question is, which metaverses are better than the other ones and why? In uh, the long term, uh, 10 plus years, uh, where is the usage of metaverse lands like uh, Decentraland or Pavia? Well, I think the answer to that question is worth maybe a billion dollars. Like, uh, if you know which metaverse uh, is better than the other one, then yeah, go for it and buy stocks. <laughs> I can't answer that, but uh, yeah, it's. I think uh, the only thing to add is to to look for for uh, size, credibility, and usability. Like, metaverse is the next bubble, obviously, but there will be winners of that bubble and. Uh, yeah, again, it's uh, it's looking for the small details and uh, seeing which uh, which can take over. Like things in this this uh, field uh, change rapidly. Like uh, Fortnite, for example, was a game which uh, worked totally perfectly. Looked like a like a ruler for a time. Then PUBG, another sort of similar game, came and changed the uh, changed the uh, situation and relations. So it's so it's really. Very difficult to say, difficult to predict, uh, and uh, also something subject to, to change over a relatively fast uh, period.
periods of time. Maybe I could jump to this one. So uh, the projects in the Web3, they are building them so-called metaverse, let's say, sandbox, decentralized, and in my opinion, that totally that uh, I wouldn't waste the time on these projects at all. Uh, but if you take a look at the, probably the biggest developer of the engine and uh, the house that brings tool to the uh, developers and people, like uh, general, general common people, uh, it's Epic Games for sure. They set the standard, uh, they have the engine, they are also um, developer of the Fortnite. And Fortnite went from uh, being a game that nobody played, basically it's called Fortnite, they use, players need to build furnitures and protect themselves against the waves of enemies. It totally changed with the addition of one game mode, so game totally changed. And it went from highly competitive game to a super common game. It's a social game by now. They change their narrative and they they target group like four times. And uh, what we see right now, Epic Games built uh, different kind of tool sets for common people to use to bring their uh, their visions to life without not that much technical knowledge. Uh, in, in five years or two years, probably, you will be able to do your own virtual world. You will be uh, able to do your own kind of adventure very easy with only Unreal Engine. So I think Epic Games is the best bet at the moment, not the financial advice. Thank you. <laughs> yes, sure. Yeah, uh, my suggestion would be just follow Apple. They just... Uh, uh, took out a headset, a VR our headset like 10, 10 days ago, and we are. It's like their first new product since 10 years. So they have a vision, and they are pretty sure they already working on something. So I think which metaverse? I think it's not out yet, but it it will be related to Apple. I am I am pretty sure. Thank you. The next question. Uh, no, uh, half. <laughs> All right, the next question is uh, really similar. I will skip this one. I apologize if um, I disappoint somebody that I prioritize another question. And the last question is, uh, can digital scan of physical assets stored as NFT provide solid proof of originality uh, of the asset? Uh, can the technology distinguish it from copies? Uh, yes, yes it can. Uh, if we're talking other methods of creation, it definitely can. Like uh, a scan will always be uh, technologically provable to be an authentic scan versus uh, an art which is created by hand, even if it's super detailed, there are, there are techniques. Of course, if you repeat the scan and have two identical scans, uh, which is theoretically possible, then, then you run into yeah, the, the utmost limit, then no, then it is, that is, then it is too really similar Piece of pieces of data, but still, then, which is a good a good topic. If uh, one scan was minted as an NFT and has a blockchain uh, trail and everything, then this is actually the proof that this is the original scan. So, in our terms, if we would have a scan of uh, an Nurburgring 24 Hours race winner and uh, minted on a blockchain, and a part of the blockchain is the certification given by the team, and you could come up with a identical scan or even stolen data, and still uh, you would have the proof through the additional NFT qualities. Yeah, this is basically what NFT technology is solving, right? So you see transparently who is the issuer, uh, you see it, uh, you see the original of the contract, 
whatever contract is the original, that's the original one. Easy as that. Yep. I think uh, the question is answered by by design of of the technology. All right. So thank uh, everyone for joining us, and we hope that this discussion will help you on your journey into the world of NFTs. Uh, once again, thank uh, thanks to our uh, panelists, and we will proceed with uh, announcing the winner of uh, the Ideaton, which was also the part of uh, all about NFT uh, project. So uh, Jan, David, David, and Robert, thank you. We will stay here with uh, Slavomir. Slavomir is uh, uh, one of uh, the judges and I'm looking whether we have our participants here. Ah, all right, so um, I think we can proceed with uh, announcing the winner. And uh, the winner is, uh, the winner is uh, Pauser Studio. I am looking for, ah, there we go. Congratulations. Congratulations. There we go. Salmir, you want to go for a copy? And uh, also, in other. Uh, and in other. We have one more referee there. Mr. Franček. Thank you. And one, one more picture. Excuse me. We have the third referee. Thank you. Um, Tom, do you want to say something about your your idea and your... Really, really quickly. Really quickly. <laughs> thank you. Hello. Thank you. Uh, the idea behind it was uh, the augmented reality application combined with, uh, with utility of, of uh, gamification for, for users. So basically, people will be able uh, to collect some some augmented reality things through the through the exhibitions, through the festivals, through the outdoor spaces. So we want to combine the the physical and digital things together, which I think it's on the rise now with with the Vision Pro and and all those things around the augmented reality. So yeah, that's it. All right, and uh, the winner will be awarded uh, with uh, the unique minted uh, NFT from the tree that we show uh, previously. And uh, with uh, the brief legal due diligence of uh, the winning project, in this case, uh, as you already mentioned, uh, the users will uh, get uh, some NFTs, uh, collecting those NFTs, and they will be stored uh, probably on uh, some, uh, some internal account or wallet, and then they can be transferred to uh, the user's wallet, so this can be, this can be uh, qualified as uh, custody of uh, crypto assets, and this will uh, probably, uh, or we will, we will see when we will analyze this project whether it will fall about the new Mika uh, regulation of crypto assets, and there also will be some more aspects that we will analyze in our legal due diligence. Uh, thank you for your participation, Tom. Thank you as well. Congratulations.